Welcome to the Creekwood Church Podcast. We want you to know that Creekwood Church is open and you're invited to join us in person or online this weekend. More information about services and in-person safety precautions is available at creekwoodchurch.com. We hope this message inspires and encourages your faith. Enjoy. Good to see you guys. We have been in this series that we're talking about what does it look like for us to build our lives and, and building to last and, and really anchoring our lives and, and, and building something that lasts spiritually in our life. And the first weekend, if you were not here, Pastor Brad started it off talking about um, the foundation and how important foundations are and that the foundation of our life needs to be that we anchor, we build our life on our relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our savior. He is, is, our, is the, the, the foundation of our life. The second weekend, we talked about uh, the Holy Spirit and how powerful the Holy Spirit is that, that so many of us, man, we have kind of ran away from the Holy Spirit or we maybe have had weird experiences that you're like, man, I don't want to have anything to do with the Holy Spirit. And what we were able to see through scripture is that actually the Holy Spirit is our helper and he wants to help us. And it's important for us to continually say, Holy Spirit, fill my life, fill me. Why is that important? There's lots of places in your life that are not surrendered to Christ. And so as you surrender to, to Christ and you say, Holy Spirit, fill me, Holy Spirit begins to work. He's your helper. Last weekend, Pastor Kendall talked about what the word of God means to us and how powerful it is. And how many of you know, we are living in a time that we better know the word of God. I don't know if you realize this, but actual truth changes. What used to be truth isn't truth anymore. What used to be right isn't right anymore. And every five years or so, our culture changes what's right and what's wrong and what's truth. And so it's important for us to build our life on the word of God. And today I'm just very, very passionate about sharing on the topic that we're going to be talking about. And I'm just going to cut to the chase real quick and tell you, I'm going to talk about water baptism. And if you've ever been around here, or if you've been around Creekwood for very long, you know that we are incredibly passionate about water baptism. It's why we do it at Hawaiian Falls. How cool is that? Like if you could start your own church, wouldn't you do it at Hawaiian Falls? Like everybody get Cokes and candy and Hawaiian Falls. You know, like it's, it is like one of the most spiritual experiences. And I know some of you are like, man, that doesn't sound real spiritual. Listen, it is so spiritual. They shut down the park Sunday evening and Creekwood takes over the whole park. There are gonna be a lot of people from Creekwood, friends, family members that show up. And believe me, it is going to bring tears to your eyes. And I, I just, I'm excited about it. And we're going to talk about that today. And what, why is that so important in our life? And one of the things that a lot of us fail to, to connect the dots when it comes to um, our, our spiritual journey is that a lot of us have never really stopped and really nailed down our identity. And our, our identity, how we identify ourselves, how we see ourselves, it really, for a lot of us, it causes so many issues. 
And water baptism is all about your identity. It's all about what, what, who you are and, 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 and whose you are. And I want to show you this because, again, um, a lot of us, that baby said amen. I know he did. Um, let me ask you this. How many of you have, have like forgetful moments in your life? All the old people, raise your hand. You have a lot of forgetful moments. Like all the teenagers ought to be raising your hand too. Because, you know, you forget stuff. Like your parents tell you to take the trash out and you're like, oh, I forgot. Sorry, you know, it's Wednesday. You need to get the trash out. Sorry, dad. Or, or curfews at 12. And you showed up at one and you're like, I forgot. Listen, it only gets worse. We have forgetful moments. And I, I have these, man, all the time. I had this a couple of weeks ago. You know, a lot of y'all don't know this about me, but my wife actually has to check out whatever outfit I wear. I wish I could tell you I was that cool. Like some of y'all are like, well, you're not that cool. But my, my wife always like, she's like, checks, make sure that everything matches. Any men like that, that your wife's got to kind of give you a little bit of help right there. Well, what's dangerous is my wife sometimes doesn't have her glasses or her contacts on and she'll go, that's good. That's good. And then I'll, I'll, I will actually wear that same outfit some other time when she's got her glasses on and she's like, why are you wearing that? I'm like, you told me I looked awesome in it. Don't ever wear that again. She was out of town a couple weeks ago and I was about to come in here to preach and I'm like, Oh my word, where's my belt? I, like, I knew I was gonna forget something. She's out of town, I didn't get everything right. And like my wife, like, she goes through, on Saturday night, she's like helping me, like make sure you get your shoes, all this stuff. And I'm like, I can't find my belt. Pastor Matt comes in and I'm like, I can't find my belt, where's my belt? And I can't call my wife to bring it. I'm like, do I get a string or something? My belt was on me. Is that not scary? And I'm up here preaching. I bet a lot of y'all have done this. You're on the phone and you're like, I can't find my phone. I can't find my phone. You're talking to somebody and you're like, I cannot find my phone. You're on your phone. We have these forgetful moments. And I I think a lot of us, we, we try to in these forgetful moments, we're, we're, we're trying to find what we already have. We're trying to find what we already have. And I think spiritually, this is very similar in our lives. We're looking for something we already have. Man, we're looking for love. I'm not talking about you like, man, I'm just trying to find a date. I'm talking about, I'm talking about Listen, I love all the single people in here. Um, and you need to date uh, somebody godly. Um, but isn't it true that a lot of us, deep in your soul, you want to be loved? Man, you want to be loved. You want to be loved by somebody. You want to you, you have significance. You want to have validation. Some of you have... You grew up and you never heard from your parents or your dad never told you I'm proud of you and you've spent your life trying to validate it. 
yourself. You want to honor you. You want somebody to acknowledge you. You want somebody to see you for who you are. And you spend your life like, man, I'm look, I'm trying to find it. And, and listen to me. If you're a Christ follower, you already have all those things. You're trying to find what you already have. See, listen to me. If you don't know your identity, it's going to mess up your life. It's going to mess up the people around you. You don't know your identity. You will, you will parent your kids like someone that doesn't know their identity. See, Jesus Christ is the one that shapes our life. He shapes us and molds us. And one of the things that, that, that it's important for us to understand is, is who we are. You need to know who you are. Too many of us, we don't know who we are in our life, and this is why we live, we're living the mediocre lives that we're living. We don't know who we are. Do you know that you go through your Bible and there's these you are statements that are so powerful? Do you know that you're a child of God? I know that sounds like, man, I'm a child of God. We we throw that out there, but like you ought to get a little cocky that you're a child of God. Something inside of you that you are, listen, you are a member of God's family. You are holy, blameless, standing before God without a single fault. You are a chosen people. You are God's masterpiece. You are the faithful ones meant for better things. You are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable. You are heirs of God's glory. You are set free from slavery to sin. You are truly free in Christ Jesus. Listen, if you have Christ in your life, this is who you are. It's who you are. And a lot of us, listen to me, our wires have gotten crossed in our life. We've given our life to Christ, but we're not living with the identity that we have. There's a moment in the life of Jesus. Well, let, let, me, let me read this to you real quick before we get to, to that Matthew scripture. Turn to Romans chapter 9, verse 25. Romans chapter 9, verse 25. And I want to read it to you in the message because I love the way it, it says this. Um, it says, I call nobodies and make them somebodies. Don't you love that? I'll call the unloved and make them beloved. In the place where they yelled out, you're nobody. And listen to me, Satan is yelling out that to you every single day of your life, that you're a nobody. They're calling you God's living children. Look at at Romans chapter six, verse three. I love this. This is, listen listen to this. It says, this is what happened in baptism. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. When we came up out of the water, we entered into the new country of grace, a new life in a new land. There's something to water baptism. Let me show you. When it comes to your identity, there's something to water baptism. Um, In... Let me get this right here. Matthew chapter three, verse 13. It says this again. um, It says, then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. Don't forget that. 
It's really important. Jesus actually went to be baptized. But John tried to talk him out of it. John is trying to talk Jesus out of getting baptized. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said, so why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. A voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved son. In other words, God's saying, that's my boy. That's my boy who brings me great joy. See, Jesus has not started his ministry yet. There's, he's, there's been 30 years. He's 30 years old. There's 30 years of silence. This is powerful because it's the beginning. This is the moment where he his identification is being made known. His identification is being made known. And in, in one moment, earth has a clear view of heaven and heaven has a clear view of the earth. While Jesus is being baptized, his identification, his coronation, whatever you want to call it, he is being identified as the son of God, as the savior of the world. And listen to me. There is identification that happens when you go into the water. There's an identification that when, when you go and you are baptized, that you, listen, it's not a just... We want to see it as some religious ritual that we just kind of go, well, I got to check off the box. I got to go get baptized. No, listen to me. It's much bigger than that. There is something miraculous that happens. Listen, we see there that, that the heavens are opened up when we are baptized. That God, we are identifying, we are declaring our identity that we are, child, we are children of God. How different would your life be if you re really believed who you are? That you take this spiritual act, this spiritual decision that you say, I am going to be baptized because my identity is something different than what I see about myself. See, this is why, listen to me, if you're going to get baptized and there are going to be hundreds of people that are going to get baptized in Hawaiian Falls, you need to invite everybody you know. You need to invite all your friends, all your relatives, everybody at the bar. You need to tell them, hey, y'all, listen up. Y'all act like y'all don't. I know y'all. Everybody at the bar tell them, hey, Hawaiian Falls, you're going to find out my identity. And you just need to tell them, listen, I, I don't want y'all showing up in no thongs. <laughs> Speedo. Like, I know y'all got those kind of friends. I see it on Facebook. <laughs> y'all go to Cancun and you lose your mind. Wearing all nasty stuff, and then you come like here to church and you look all like nice and stuff. You got those kind of friends, they need to be at your baptism. 
They need to roll up and say, man, I, they are a child of God. They need to see how grateful you are for the grace of God. The grace of God, the mercy of God, it's what's changed your life. It's who you are. There ought to be something inside of you that says, man, people need to know. I need to know. I need to know who I am. Is it maybe that you've never really taken and maybe never really understood the power of baptism? And again, I, listen, I'm, I, I'll join you and tell you that, that a lot of us have been very confused when it comes to baptism. Most of us probably, and I would say this, listen, Creekwood's Baskin Robbins. We got people from all over different backgrounds. We got even bluebell people here. Um, <laughs> that's a lot funnier than y'all are laughing. I, four people are laughing. I thought that was funny, but anyways. But most of us, do you know that 90% of what you believe about baptism, it has to do with how you grew up. You were Lutheran, Catholic, Catholic, Presbyterian, whatever you, however you grew up, it's how it's, it's defined in your life. And um, you, you've made actually, you built, like I'm building something to last on church tradition and listen, church tradition is not something you can build your life on. It has to be on what the word of God says. And we baptize the way we baptize because it's in the Bible. It's what the word of God says. And I, I have one single goal here today is, is to challenge every single one of you. If you've not been baptized biblically, to get baptized. That next Sunday night, and man, you show up to Hawaiian Falls with all your friends, people you've invited, everybody you know, and you are declaring, man, I'm getting baptized. Let me show you some. Um, do you know that, again, Jesus the disciples, uh, we see them get baptized. And baptism isn't, let me just be very clear about this. Baptism isn't about salvation. It's about identification. You're saved through Jesus Christ. But, but baptism, it's, it marks us in our identity. It's who we are. It's our identity. And there's an identification that happens spiritually in the water. There's something supernatural that happens. I don't believe that, that Jesus gave us this command that we are commanded over and over and over that people should be baptized because they were just looking for something else for us to do spiritually. There is a spiritual miracle that happens when you go down in that water. Matthew 28, 18 says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This is the great commission. 
Baptism is as important as the Great Commission. So let me unpack some things and really let's, let's look at three important facts about baptism today because, again, I think what's happening in a lot of your minds is that there's this battle going on. You're thinking about how you grew up and all this stuff. And I, I want to just kind of ask you to put that aside and, and let's, let, let's look at what God's Word says. Again, um, number one, I've got to understand that it's important. I, I have to understand that it's important. It's a big deal. In Matthew 3.13, we read just a few moments ago that Jesus came from Galilee to Jordan to be baptized by John. It's 60 miles walking. Jesus walked 60 miles to get baptized. How many of you know that it's important if he walked 60 miles to get baptized? It's, it's important. And he was being obedient to the Father, and he walked 60 miles, and this was his moment where he was identified in who he was. It's important. And you see this again. Uh, Peter is preaching in Acts chapter 2, verse 37. The apostle Peter is preaching on the day of Pentecost. And it says this. He says, when the people heard this, they were all cut to the heart and said to Peter and the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized and underline or circle this in your Bible, every one of you. It didn't say, all right, Bob, you've been to church a long time and I know you're kind of scared of water, so you don't need to get baptized. Linda, I know you don't like people seeing you with wet hair. <laughs> and your makeup's going to run a little bit, so we're going to go ahead and give you a pass. Frank, you don't have to get baptized because you've kind of been around here for a while. He says, every one of you. I, I think he said every one of y'all because it was southern Israel. Every one of y'all. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all of who are far off, for all whom the Lord God will call. With many other words, he warned them and pleaded with them, save yourself from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Baptism, again, is a major deal. Number two, I must get past my objections I got to get past all my objections. And again, there are a lot of different objections. And one of, the, um, one of the ones that automatically comes to my mind is a lot of people are like, you know what? Um, I've been baptized. And uh, uh, Stephen, I know you're talking about being baptized, but I was back. What if I've already been baptized? And my question to you is, have you been baptized since you received Christ? You know, when Pastor Brad, and he shared just a few moments ago, a couple years ago, came and said, hey, I, I need to be baptized biblically. I'm like, you're one of the executive pastors at this church. You're one of the founding pastors of this church, and you're going to get baptized? And I'm like, he's like, I want to be baptized biblically. And the question is, have you been baptized since you received Christ? I don't care Listen, maybe you've been baptized 500 times. Maybe you were born in the water. 
That, I don't care about all that. I'm asking you, have you been baptized since you received Christ? Well, I was, a ba- I was baptized as a baby. Do I need to get baptized? And I, I would say this to you. You need to get baptized biblically. There's not one single instance in the Bible where a baby is baptized. There's not one single instance in the Bible where a baby is sprinkled with water. Now, I don't want you to go get mad at your priest or go get mad at your parents because they had good intentions. I would see your baby baptism as the dedication, your parents' dedication. They were dedicating you to the Lord. And what you're doing now as an adult getting baptized, it is a fulfillment of what they started when you were a baby. So if you were baptized as a baby, as a baby, you need to get baptized. Because there's, there's not one, again, not one instance of a baby getting baptized. It's not biblical. Um, I think a lot of you, again, uh, are kind of similar to Pastor Bride. Maybe you got baptized when you were six or seven. You didn't understand what was going on. You showed up to church and your buddies, friends were all getting baptized. You said, oh, cool, let's get baptized. It'd be fun to go get in that water. And you got baptized and it didn't mean anything to you. Um, again, I would ask you, have you been baptized since receiving Christ? And a lot of you... Maybe you were baptized as a kid, but you know, as an adult, later on in years, your faith really took on the reality of, man, I really have a, I, I, I knew church and I knew religion, but I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that's what, what it, where the beginning really started for you. And I'm asking you, have you been baptized since you Received Christ since you committed your life to Christ. Um, do you know that, again, you hear me keep saying since receiving Christ because every single baptism in the Bible is always, it always follows salvation. So it, this is important. Uh, number three, the third objection is, Stephen, I'm just a private person. And this is a big one. Again, people are like, man, I, this is a private thing for me. My, my faith is private. And do you know that Jesus was baptized in one of the most public places you could find? He was baptized in the Jordan River. There was probably 100, 200 people around. In their community, this was probably the most public place. This is why we love Hawaiian Falls. Because we can pack that place out with all your bar buddies, <laughs> all your friends, and all your family members that need to come. Um, it's not a private thing. Your faith is not a private thing. Why is this important? Do you know that in Matthew, Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 10, verse 32? Whoever acknowledges me before others, I also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. This is a big deal. And I'm, I'm, I'm coming back to this because I think there's a side of the supernatural work of God that we're sometimes separating from this. 
This is why, listen, we, we practice communion here. And why do we do this? Because the Bible commands us to do that. But it's not a ritual. It, there's something supernatural that happens. And there's something supernatural that happens in your identity when you get baptized. For some of you that are sitting here to, this morning, your identity, when you see yourself, you, you're, you're still seeing all of the junk that you've done in your life. And listen to me, the, the enemy loves to make sure you remember it. And your identity is based on this. this the, you're parenting out of that identity. And how messed up are your kids? Because you're trying your best, but you're not parenting out of the new identity God's given you. You're still parenting out of the old identity because the enemy is trying to make you believe this. Listen to me. You are a child of God. You're part of God's family. God's working through you. God is God has forgiven you. In do you know that that God's mercy and his grace is new every morning? What you've confessed and given to God, God does not remember it anymore. God sees you as, as the, the, the one that he designed. You're, when in the, in the eyes of God, you're the original version. When you have been forgiven and Christ has, has entered into your life, you are the, the original, that's not even in my notes, but I believe it's for somebody that needs to hear me today. That God sees the original version. Are you living the version that God shaped and made you into being? And I'm just telling you, it's time. It's the moment you need to go. I don't care. I, I need to be baptized. I, I need something supernatural to happen in my identity. I am going to show the world. I'm going to show the enemy. And I'm going to show God that I am his and his alone. I'm preaching really good today, but it's okay. I got two people clapping. It's all right. Don't you clap for God. Clap for God. Seriously, I, I'm, I'm passionate about this. I want this for you. I think a lot of us, man, we're not being who we're supposed to be. The kingdom of God, our world needs us to know who we are. We cannot go around questioning who we are in the world that we're living and like, well, I don't really know who I am. I think I'm a Christian, but like, it's a secret. Our world, listen, your life needs that declaration, that moment where you say, this is what I am building my life on and it is that I am a child of God. Listen to me, identification happens the moment you step into that water. What are you waiting for? And I hear this a lot. People are like, well, I'm just trying to, like, I want to get baptized. And, and do you know, again, like you re we read a, a few mo moments ago that, that somebody actually tried to convince Jesus not to be baptized. And do you know that that's going to happen to you? You're going to try to convince yourself why you don't need to be baptized or, you know, or, or man, I, I think I'm going to do it next year because I'm just trying to work some things out. Listen, that's not biblical. I love the story of the Ethiopian eunuch that, that in Acts chapter 8, 36, it says, as they rode along, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? 
Verse 38, it says, he ordered the carriage to stop and they went down in the water and Philip baptized him. This isn't about you working things out. This is about the work that God's doing in your life. Or you're trying to figure it out or like, like it doesn't say, you know, well, he took a six months course on water baptism at the church. This is what a lot of us, we procrastinate obedience to God. And listen to me, delayed obedience is disobedience. We're being disobedient to the command of God. And we just keep putting it off and we keep putting it off. And you know, it's easy to put it off. A couple years ago, I had the honor to baptize my mother-in-law. I think we got a picture of her right here. And I know a lot of y'all, she's a celebrity to y'all. Because <laughs> my wife doesn't like me telling her stories, but she loves me telling her stories. She's like, everybody at the church knows that I'll cuss you. If you make me mad, I'll give you the finger, middle finger. <laughs> she's serious. Just ask my wife. I love her. She's so full of life. You know, early on our church, she was probably one of the main person that invited more unchurched people to church. Cause she runs around with some pretty crazy people. <laughs> I love to hear her stories and God's working in her life. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I believe something supernatural happened in her life when she got baptized. Because I know my mother-in-law, listen to me, we can laugh about a lot of stuff, but she can also tell you, she looks back at certain things she wished she would have done different in her life. She looks back at certain seasons and she wished she would have done something different. And we all are that way. And there's something so powerful, again, I can't explain it. When we get dunked into this water and we come back out and like, what happens? I'm telling you as a pastor, when I stand in that water and every person that comes and gets baptized, there's something supernatural that happens. And I'm just, I'm, I'm here because I love you. And I want you to walk in the identity that God has for you. I want to pray for you today. And I want to ask you to bow your heads for just a few moments. You know, if you're here today and you've never received Christ into your life, man, I want you to know that he loves you. He gave his life for you. There's nothing that you've done in your life that's, that he's shocked about. He knew that we could never do this on our own. That's why he gave his life for us. And I want to encourage you right there where you're at and everybody's head bowed and eyes closed and you can receive Christ into your life right now. You can make things right in your life. Just let him start the work in your life. You've been trying to do it. Haven't you made a mess out of it yourself? And you've been trying to do this your whole life and, and 
Maybe this is the moment you, that God brought you to this place on this weekend at Creekwood because you were going to have an encounter with God. It's going to start right now. That you say, I, I need God in my life right now. Pastor Stephen, would you pray for me? And just put your hand up, put it right back down and say, Pastor Stephen, I'm making that decision. I'm raising my hand to say, I want to receive Christ in my life. There's hands going up all over this room right now. Just pick it up, put it right back down. You know, Bible says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins. So right there at your seat, just ask Jesus Christ to come into your life. Say, would you forgive me of all of my sins? I make you the Lord of my life. Father, I thank you for every person in this place. I thank you for those that have received you into their life. I thank you, God, that you are saving them in this moment, Lord. Father, I pray that all of us, God, as we look at our life and God, through all this season that we walked through this pandemic and all the craziness in this world that God, we're seeing that so many things we thought were gonna last, they don't last. And Father, I pray that we would understand that our identity, who we are in Christ is what we need to build our life on, Lord. Father, I thank you for every person. God, speak into their lives today. We thank you for this. And everyone said, amen. Thanks for listening to the Creekwood Church Podcast. Are you new to Creekwood? If so, we're glad you're here. For more information about our church and how to take your next step, please visit the Connect page on our Creekwood Church app.